What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the So What Now podcast. If you tuned into the first previous two episodes, thank you guys so much. We actually have a very special guest today. I've been knowing this kid. Oh, probably equally amount of time as Victor. David, what's up? What up? What up? No, not that much. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up, man? How was your week? Uh, well, to describe a basic uh, work week, it, uh, it's all right. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Nothing tell him what much. you do, man. What do you what do? So, as of right now, I'm a floating bank teller. Um, basically, I go from branch to branch for Santander that, you know, if they're, if they're ever short-staffed or if they ever need somebody else to help all, along the teller line, they just send me there. And yeah. So, basically, whenever they're understaffed, they just call you? Pretty much. Wow. So, tell them, tell them a little bit about what you do in, like, a daily basis or it's just every day is just the same thing. Over and over again. Oh man, when you say it like that, it kind of kind of <laughs> sounds like insanity. I kind of want to die after that. But <laughs> basically, on a day to day, wake up, you know, thank God, bless God, uh, <laughs> go and uh, take a shower, get ready, get prepared, <laughs> get out, <laughs> and drive to whatever spot uh, I'm scheduled to work at at uh, that current time of that week. Um, do you yeah. ever feel scared working at a bank like that, David? <laughs> which one? Nah. Well, any of them in <laughs> he the He says area. which one. <laughs> Are there any banks in specific that you, you get more nervous to work at compared to others? Uh, I would guess the um the busier branches just because it can get a little bit overwhelming, a little bit hectic, but there's always like other tellers and other people there to assist. But if you want to get into the specifics... I have not, uh, I have not been to Westgate, or not, not Westgate. Sorry. Um, oh shit, Jesus. Um, fuck is the branch? Park Street, I think it is. I can't remember. It's uh, yeah, it escapes me. I'm sorry. <laughs> nope, that's all right. Well, let's let's backtrack a little bit, David, hmm. and let's talk about. How did the boys first meet? That's actually, um, I want to just say through Xbox mostly, and also yeah. being in middle school with each other. Yep. Do you remember the first game that we ever used to play? Like all four of us, or all uh, just all together? I think all together, in general. I'd say it was it was Uno. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Fucking Uno. Uno. The the four of us, including our, our boy Alex, we used to have the craziest times on Xbox playing Uno. We would stay up and probably till like two in the morning just playing Uno. But we'd have the greatest time ever. It's like picture picture a good time with your boys and just being like, damn, this is it right here. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's weird to think how long ago that was that the boys were actually all we did was go to school after school would play video games and would do that every day. But you know, now the boys are working full time jobs. We're college college graduates. 
I don't know. It's it's pretty impressive how fast time has gone. I know. In these ten years that we've known each other. Honestly, the time just it just flew. Yeah. The funny thing is, we consider that fun a lot, and we were only thirteen, fourteen years old, raking uh-huh, it down yeah. on Uno on Xbox, losing our friendship every so now and then because <laughs> some person would pick up the draw four out of nowhere. You know, <laughs> the ultimate betrayal. <laughs> those were good games man we played a lot of games in our life man and especially just in a short time frame and i feel like we each played video games with our like you know specific counterparts whether it be me and victor me and you david me and alex alex and victor mm-hmm. david and victor so just playing specific games to your own counter type and you know, me and Alex used to always play sports games, and then you hopped on, David. We all collectively just played really any game together that we could possibly find. Okay. Remember fucking Doritos Crash Course? Oh, my God. That was oh funny. My... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember now that. That, that game is legendary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are one of the few games you perfect, right? Oh that you perfected God. in terms of achievements. Let me tell you. Let me tell you the fucking that whole day for the setup just to be able to do that on my phone. I fucking I was like, nah, I'm gonna get all the achievements in this game just because it's it's pretty fun and you know just wanted to do it. So I locked myself in my room, closed the shades, got like you know those fifty cent um those fifty cent barrel juices, those hugs or whatever they're called. Well, yep, I remember. Got like ten of those shits. I'm like, I'm staying in here. And I just, that was my priority at the time, just getting all those achievements. Oh, man. How long did that take you? I want to say the better part of, like, maybe four or five hours. Wow. Yeah. So, a good day. Yeah, a good day. A good day's work, you know? Well deserved. (laughs) Pat on the back. There you go, champ. Oh, yeah. Now, you see all the technology that's going on around YouTube, Instagram, just really on how people are distributing their products of them playing video games. Yeah. We always used to always talk about how we always wanted to make our own little channel, our own little, you know, record what we're playing. Mm-hmm. And then along the same exact time speaking on it, but we didn't know the technology. We were so young. Uh, the technology actually wasn't really out there yet. And it wasn't well advertised. I wonder if like, what are your thoughts on this, David? Like if we knew, what to get, and if we were an older age, we probably would have started a lot of waves that yeah, other honestly. individuals started, right? For the most part, like, especially, like, like let's take Minecraft, for example. You know how a lot of, like, young, the younger generation, they love, they fucking love playing Minecraft. They love uh, just posting up videos and just, you know, being themselves and just enjoying life. And a lot of those people either became famous, got endorsed, or sponsored by, like, I would say Minecraft themselves or, like, FaZe with Call of Duty, you know all that esports type of stuff. And I really feel like um, if we were to not not know what was out there, but just like executed and actually got like recording equipment or just like asked our parents, hey, can we get a little bit of help on how to do this? I feel like we'd be, we'd be one of those type of people, I feel. Yeah. And meaningful and the successful process yeah. too. Just starting... And, you know, all these guys usually have a starting point and they usually say to themselves, or we probably don't even know, they want to end up being really, really famous because most of the time people just started as 
you know, them having fun. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they get famous. It's like people just love to I don't I don't know what it is about like us as a society, but we just I guess enjoy seeing other people seeing other people just enjoy themselves. You get me? Like with all these reality shows, like like another throwback Jersey Shore, like it was amazing just seeing the, just seeing people just be them, I guess. And yeah. Whether it's like a TV personality or it's just like how they actually are. It's just yeah. it's just fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just like the human element that we're able to kind of put ourselves into into their shoes by watching them. Yeah. And that that's a form of entertainment, you know. And people pay to watch. You know, Honestly. you see all these big streamers now on Twitch um that Ninja. they have yeah they have so many subscribers and they're making millions a month just by playing a video game that they love and you know it's strange that 10 years ago when we were playing those video games we would never we would have never thought that that would be something that could occur and if we probably would have put ourselves into a position that we could have made youtube videos or like streamed on on um Twitch. It wasn't called Twitch ten years ago. It was called something else. But if we actually had um, the help to do it, yeah. I honestly think that some of us would be able to be famous too if we started that ten years ago. But now it's just so hard. Like, I remember one of the um, one of the coolest things that I tried to get into was um, GBs for like years and shit like that, and like just being a part of a community just being part of like a group it's like all liking the same thing or all liking the same one thing getting competitive getting into it it was really cool so why wouldn't uh you know why wouldn't you why wouldn't you try to record that to see if you know you'll influence or or try to get other people to like i don't know get on the wave with you you know yeah it's tough it's tough yeah it's a lot easier said than done i'll give i'll give people credit for that mm-hmm Especially now, because you have so many people that are still trying to push that. Because mm-hmm. They, they want to try to get famous and just make a living off video games. And, like, it's especially tough for not only people that upload videos, of like, just, like, playing video games or just streaming. But it's, like, for a lot of content creators, like, like for us, for example, for putting podcasts out or, like, putting videos, it's... um. It's a little bit difficult nowadays because I feel like there's a there's a whole lot more that you have to uh, there's a whole lot more that you have to tiptoe around. You know what I mean? Like you you don't want to try to like you want to try try to stay true to yourself, but at the same time you don't want to like piss anybody off because that can either mean you know your um, platform is either made better or broken. You know? Yeah. Yep. It's really hard for content creators in the world we live in because it's. One subject can be very touchy, and another subject people can can love it. Mm. So it's a really hard balance of right and wrong. But if you can find that balance, and people will love you, there's a chance that you'll be able to make big money. Yeah, like for real. Yeah, David. Um, especially with like extremists, I feel like Oof. is what really <laughs> ruins a lot of the whole balance. Because once people start believing extremists and I don't like to use the example of what's actually going on in political uh, America being so left winged or so to the right. Mm -hmm. Those are the individuals who are saying like identity politics, like 
I'm right, you're wrong. I don't want to address the issue. I'm right, you're wrong. That type of thing. And when people start to believe that extreme way, I think that's when a lot of things go downhill with basically not just politics, but just anything. Like you saw that whole law ban that just happened in um, in Alabama oh, yeah. about the abortions. Yeah. So you have all these people who are so right-winged that they don't even want to listen to the left wing and the left wing doesn't even want to listen to the right. So that's, I think, the main problem. And people just don't know how to talk it out anymore. No. I think that's the issue. Like, yeah. But I also think that politics is being influenced in places that it shouldn't be because we see politics being brought up, you know, on, on our TV shows, on our video games, on movies. And I feel like that shouldn't happen. Because we should separate. It's kind of like separating, um, separating. Um, what is it? Um, the church state from, and religion. Yeah, yeah church yeah. from. You know, I just feel like politics is encroaching too much on what we do in life. But I guess that's part of our society because we grew up in this new era that of being politically correct or just being right, or, or just being right. Yeah. And I think, too, a part of it is that people are wrong to be – people are scared to be wrong. but Because of the backlash, yeah. Yeah, because of the backlash. But when you're wrong, that doesn't mean that necessarily you're less intelligent than someone else or or right. um, your your information is incorrect. But I feel like if you're able to kind of step back and realize that, hey, I may be wrong about this example, um, you can actually learn from that. And it's actually not a bad thing, but no. but we live in such a world that you you have to be right in order to be successful, but that's just not how it is. Not at all. But I I will say this, I will I will say that um, I think we've gotten a little bit better as a society just being able to just be upfront and just being like yeah I like I messed up or yeah like I'm wrong or yeah I I can see your side of the side of the story. Honestly, um, compared to back then where it was like really extreme to the point where it's like, no, I don't want to, I don't want to express myself. I don't want to see change. I don't, I don't want to listen pretty much. I feel like our generation, as far as it goes, has become a lot more, um, a lot more open, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 We're more, more, we're more self-aware of Mm -hmm. others, people's feelings and their empathetic. Yeah. Yeah. We're, yeah, there's more empathy. I feel like a lot with media, um, especially, you know, in terms of society and how it impacts, how it's impacted by media, that once a person knows, like, something is going on, whether it be socially or by sports or by, you know, politics, for one example, uh, you can just go and say to yourself, okay, so that's going on right now. Let's bring the facts to the situation. I feel like more and more people don't want to be knowledgeable about the situation. They're just agreeing with something because they feel like it's right without even knowing the facts of the situation. And I hate when people do that. Like they just agree with something without even knowing what like any it entails. Just, they just want to yeah. be on the yeah. side. Mm-hmm. No, I get that. And I mean, part of... <sighs> Because 
I'm trying to find like the right words that way it's not like like you, you get me like that way you can understand but it's like a lot of the times when people just want to go on to the right side or like just not be complacent but they'd rather be they'd rather just be um they'll take the easier route yeah blissfully ignorant there we go yeah blissfully ignorant well said david blissfully ignorant yeah that's probably going to be the little phrase of the podcast blissfully literally ignorant. for the mood mm-hmm. of the of the <laughs> week cuz a lot of people just agree with a bunch of things that they don't even know what they're talking about you know yeah. and that just it's not a pet peeve to me because, again, that's just someone else's opinion. But it just bothers me in a way because, like, you don't know the information that's being presented to you. And you just agreeing with something without even knowing what the situation is. So it's true. Like Kendrick Lamar said, ignorance is bliss. So it's, it's the truth. Now with... um. Oh, fucking K-Dog, good job. Um, <laughs> what I feel like... All right, let me let me ask you a question. Do you, do you feel like it's a... Um, do you feel like that's an issue? Do you feel like with so many people trying to just be, like, blissfully ignorant, you think any change can come of, like, just in general, just with society? It's the media, more or less. It's being brought up in this generation of being easily influenced by um, celebrities and what they view. A lot of people, I was on a podcast, on my friend's podcast, shout out to Quadcast, um, John Kartik and Anthony, Matt the Sound Guy, great people, man. Um, They said something really, really nice when I was on the podcast. I'm trying to remember it, though. It was how people can't think for themselves. Mm. And when you don't present your own ideas and you're just agreeing with the past thought and you don't want to eliminate the whole notion of history repeats itself and that's just how it goes. Yeah. If you're not willing to change yourself, because change starts with the person within yourself, intrinsic motivation. If you don't, if you're not willing to change then everyone else around you isn't going to change. Right. Well said. And I think a lot of people nowadays don't have intrinsic motivations. They just follow more or less than lead. And I know that's a bad thing to say, and I'm just talking like in a population aspect. I'm just saying of like basically what I see in everyday life, especially with the media. And, like, there's media specifically for certain populations. Like, it's crazy to me. Like, there's media, like, Fox News is specifically geared towards conservatives. Or, you know, there's just specific channels here and there that are just geared to one audience. And that one audience isn't going to change their views because that's what they're watching every single time. Yeah. And I think that's the worst part of uh, media being used in in that way. So, you just said how Fox News... Um, for the most part, they present themselves to the right. And then CNN, they present themselves to the left. And what's sad is they can, the way that both of those separate news reporting agencies report news. 
So you can go to uh, any day at Fox News and they're saying X, Y, and Z about what happened five years ago. And you can go on to CNN and they'll be talking about X, Y, and Z about what happened five years ago. Because what they're basically doing is that they're just making up their own stories in order to promote their side. and To push their agenda. To push their agenda. And that's the worst part of politics is that if you fall into that trap, you're falling into a trap that's dishonest, it's not factual, and there's no realness to it because they're self-reporting, really. And what they're self-reporting is just things that are going to benefit yeah. whatever they want to say. And, like, a lot of people who aren't, who, again, just don't know, they're going to believe what they just see on TV. Yeah. They're, they're just going to believe, they're just going to see, like, oh, shit, that's, that's kind of serious, all right. And then they're not going to look into it. They're just going to leave it at that. Yeah. And I think that's horrible. That's honestly so bad, but that happens so often in politics now. Where it's like, I like this guy. I want to vote for this guy. That's it. Yeah, but then if you ask that person, why do you want to vote for them? They don't have a, a reason for that. No. So it's 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 incredible, to be honest. Yeah, a lot of media is... is, is um not just media, just celebrities in general, especially you see it on Instagram. Um, it, Kylie Jenner influences almost every female nowadays that's of our generation, especially the next one. Mm. Just it's, it's kind of crazy just to see it, how much influence and power they have. Cause flash flashback to like 25, 30 years ago, tattoos were highly outlawed. Now you see celebrities, athletes getting tattoos. Everyone's getting now tattoos. all these kids want to get tattoos. And it's like, you know, you could just see the culture shift from just 25 to 30 years ago to now. And it's a huge difference. And, and not just in the culture, you know, even with our favorite thing growing up, video games. Yeah. You, the switch is so crazy and that's primarily due to technology but you can see the shift man like we are like of the perfect age of seeing the switch up man like i'm gonna ask you this question right now david like oh snap i'll actually ask it to you and victor oh what's your favorite console ever mm. oh the ps2 honestly I yeah for playing oh we both yeah. we all agree yeah but a lot of people say music. the PS2, and there are multiple reasons for that, too. There are so many reasons. I mean, PS2 kind of shifted the whole 3D gaming culture on how you can free roam with GTA, um, Gran Turismo. Some of the uh, Burnout. Burnout, SOCOM. Like, it was just the whole 3D aspect of just everything you know fps is where we're getting famous on ps2 fps got more or less famous on pc than anything else but agree and then xbox took that shift and you can just see it with just gaming in general i don't know i just give a lot of love to super nintendo as well Mm -hmm. snes that that probably (laughs) shifted you know the whole technology aspect though i think but my my favorite Nintendo console is the Super Nintendo 64. That's a biased, <laughs> it's a biased statement because I love Super Mario 64. Of That's course. why. Can't say no to that. 
Donkey Kong, uh, Donkey Kong for the 64, fucking, what else, Goldeneye? Oh, yeah. Goldeneye, are you kidding me, David? Well, my heart, <laughs> my heart just shattered. Fucking, what else, I think Mario Kart, right? Yeah, Mario Kart, yeah, on Baby Park, bro, the smallest course. Oh my god! Everyone was just straight ripping it on there, <laughs> and then you could just see the 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 consoles that never really made it, like Sega Genesis. Oh my god! You know, the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast, oh, exactly. Dreamcast. Oh, man, I loved Rayman on the Dreamcast, bro. It was. What's funny is, as as much as that console failed, they have some of the most legendary games ever. Like, uh, what was it? Sonic like Adventure? Soul Calibur. Oh. So can be right. Yeah, the the fighting game. It's just it's just amazing, man. I don't know. I mean, like speaking of uh, speaking of fighting games, I feel like with the technology, like it all kind of goes full circle with um with the new Mortal Kombat game. That game looks fucking like, for lack of a better word, like fucking crazy. Yeah, I haven't seen anything on it. How is it? So. For the most part, the fatalities just make me not like want to kill people. Like I've actually, I feel bad when I do it. <laughs> and it's like, like there's one where legit this bitch just turns. She like injects you with a spider, and like you turn into a spider. It's it's gross. You gotta look at it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's gross. It's it's not for the faint of heart. No. Okay, good to know. I like that. Now, David, what I'm gonna ask you these series of questions. No oh, shit. Um, and. When did you really start getting into video games? What Oof. made you like what video game really stood out to you? I feel like I don't ask enough people this question because they were so little when they started playing video games, but everyone has like that true video game to heart, you know? So I'm so I'm so glad I'm able to answer this. Um when I first started getting into video games, I have to give it up to my uh my grandpa who he basically somehow that dude found every console possible like i don't know if he either like i don't know if he stole it from people i don't know or he just bought them all but that dude every time i went over to my grandparents house that dude would have a new console he'd have the n64 he'd have the atari the playstation one two um and he basically just he showed me these wide variety of games to play and like how much they differ he had a Sega genesis a game gear and like just being able to see different types of um, different types and genres of games, like from action to this, like silly kid games to like simple eight bit games, it's it's it was really eye opening. Um, I never really got into like serious serious gaming, like uh, for example, um, like Resident Evil Four. I would always watch my dad play it on PlayStation Two. And I was too much of a little bitch because uh, I was scared of the zombies, and that game is scary. But it was really, it was really entertaining just to see him, see him progress, see him get further in games, and then like me thinking, I want to do that. I want to be able to just sit down, play a game, enjoy the story, and like just, just enjoy the ride, you know? I hear you, boss. Um, for me, real realistically, it was. It was watching my older brothers play a lot of video games. They used to play the WWE games all the time, like the oh, Smackdowns, the No Mercies. Because I had a I have a good family friend named Josh. 
and he used to just come over and play with my brother, my oldest brother, Lovey's. Every single time they would just play a new and new video game, and it was just really cool because that's how I got into Metal Gear. I got into Resident Evil because of them, but I didn't really play, like you said, I didn't really play these games and appreciated these games until I got much older in my life. Mm -hmm. The games I really appreciated when I was younger were the arcade games, the the Galagas, the Pac Mans, the 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 Dig Dug. Yeah, and simplicity is key. And I think that's what a lot of video games are missing today. Simplicity is key. And yeah. that's why so many video games are so unoriginal nowadays. They try they I, I get you. They try so uh they try so hard to be different that they just don't like take a minute and just be like, Well, this is what people kinda like and this is what people really like. So why don't we uh why don't we just keep doing the doing this basically and seeing if it sticks. Because like like for Call of Duty, for example, like Modern Warfare, amazing game. Modern Warfare Two, even better. Modern Warfare Three, eh, <laughs> it was okay. It's the decline. You can see the decline too, especially with the people playing the game. Mm-hmm. Vic, what really got in? Like, what really got your like little niche into getting into video games? You know, for my whole life, really, uh, my parents really didn't have much money. Mm-hmm. So, um, I never had too many video games, but I think my initial really, when I really was like, wow, I love this was probably right there in sixth grade when I was playing with the boys. There you know, we go. I think, I think that online aspect of being able to, to hop online, you make a party, you can just shoot shit with the boys. I think that was the best part. Damn. I hadn't really thought of it like that. I've always thought of it in like a single player aspect. Kind of like what me and David were just saying. Mm. But man, online really did shift everything for everybody. Yeah. I think it really is a new era of of online of video game culture. You know, because it's so different than just having to play by yourself. Or couch co-op, you know? Yeah, couch co-op, yeah. Because I remember when I first got my, my Xbox 360, I um, it was probably like the day before the new dashboard was coming out. Oh. So that's when they introduced the parties. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I was just like, "Wow, this Xbox is amazing." Only the OGs know that dashboard. Seriously, oh, the old dashboard. It goes, it goes <laughs> left, to right, left, left to right, left to right, left to right. Simple, like it. Oh, Even when that new dashboard came out too, I got really used to that one. It was just left, right, up, down, left, right, up, down, left, oh, right, up, the down. Little avatar in front of it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Those games games on those consoles especially the 360s because that's my most playing time on a console is the 360 Truthfully, just thinking about all the games we used to run on that as a, like a crew in the eighth seventh yeah. even into like the beginning really of high school Halo, really. i didn't really play a lot of video games in high school that's like my my little ghost era and then i came back into a senior year instead of ripping gears again and just really Marvel versus Capcom, man. Oh, man. A lot of a lot of friendships were ruined in that <laughs> one too. <laughs> just oh, like Uno. Man. Just like Uno. No, nah, but in Marvel versus Capcom, Capcom, it got heated. It got fucking. Yo, Marvel versus Capcom, we used to yell at each shout other. Shout out to Alex. <laughs> shout out, yeah, shout out to Alex. Yeah, Jesus. we need Alex on the podcast soon. Maybe okay, down. soon. We'll talk about the Marvel versus Capcom. Oh, we man. can release the the old emotions. Those the old anger, old man. Oh. 
I will never forget the time when David had thought that I was playing as Spider-Man. Oh, and it was my cousin the no. entire time. Beat the shit and he was you. getting so pissed because he couldn't even hit right. Spider-Man. <laughs> I wouldn't want to. But, uh, yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good times. Those were, especially you, David, uh, mm. you, you have such a competitive edge to you sometimes. <sighs> and it's, it gets, like, so crazy. Like It's bad. My competitive really. edge yeah. really came back in Fortnite playing with Vic. <laughs> Man, that was crazy. Like, getting one pumped in that game is one of the worst feelings. It's like, and, damn, and, like in crazy. all of video games, my, my man, like, getting one pumped in Fortnite, <laughs> that shit is frustrating, <laughs> man. Or get them like two pieced in gears. Oh my god! Oh, oh don't bring those. Why are we back bringing them all? from these wall bouncing? Oh, oh my! Oh. oh my god! The two piece. Thank get god out of here with the two piece. Yeah, oh. even in gears nowadays, uh, me and Vic get on it, and we need like maybe five or six games to warm up, and we're right back into it. But in order to compete with these guys who just strafe. Uh, crab walk, like they try too hard, man, and they make the game not fun. Yeah. They just don't make the game fun anymore at that point. Me and Vic can agree with that over and over again. <laughs> and David, I shit you not, in Gears of War 4, there's a specific time where all these strafers and crab walkers get on. It's like 1 30 in the morning to like 3 30 in the morning, they're all just ripping gears, bro. If you want to become a pro gamer. <laughs> At that time, midnight to three, three in the morning. That's where you really learn. Yeah, because me and Victor are just shooting the shit, talking, you know, from like nine thirty to like eleven thirty, and we're like, yeah, we're rocking people right now. We're on a five game winning streak. All of a sudden, we're losing like eight, nine games in a row, and we're like, all right, Vic, good night. Like, well, I'm getting <laughs> off. <laughs> yep, hitting the dashboard button real quick. <laughs> and it's like we dash. don't even yeah it's like we don't even hit the dashboard but we just turn off our console all at once oh my god i remember i did that once it was the funniest shit it was in a match in halo reach my god uh in swat jesus fuck listen that game if you weren't good at it you were getting killed every single time no remorse team team swat man and Halo is one of the most difficult game modes, and I think all in all of online history. I bro. hopped in in a game of, <laughs> of Team SWAT, and I couldn't. I couldn't. I literally was like zero and twenty-seven. Me too, Vic. <laughs> Remember that yeah. time we downloaded the Halo Master Chief collection? Yeah. I'm like, yo, how are people this good at this? I was like, yo, give I'm me a done. chance. I'm done with video games. I'm too old for this. My twenty-two-year-old self can't handle all this fastness. My thumbs, they get broken. Yeah, my thumbs, they're too slow. I don't I don't understand it, Vic. Like, we were so good at video games. I'm telling you, it's it, that was our only worry, was to be good at video games. <laughs> now, we got, now we got bills to pay. Oh, God. <laughs> car insurance. Think about when to go home and when you could sleep. Oh, no, no. It's sad. If only we could go back 10 years ago. You know? Man, a lot of people don't understand, like, the features we had for Xbox, man. Um, not even features, just... Little apps. Uh, I'm, 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 losing, I'm losing the word here. It's not even features. It's more or less like the environment. 
oh my god you these kids nowadays will never survive a modern warfare 2 lobby of people talking shit yo not at all <laughs> not people at all. were ruthless like, there was called everything in the book everything. everything everything if there was a book that was called everything in the book <laughs> hey yep that's modern warfare 2 lobbies right there you join? Oh man, I can't wait to start this match. You got some dude already mad from losing the past three matches, just calling you like the N word, fucking calling you a little bitch, like everything. Calling you everything. A, a Mexican? You remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Somehow Yo, they people, knew you were fat. People online. are animals. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even meet these people, and they're just like you, fat bitch, and you're just like, I'm just trying to play my game. Oh, He's like, yo, I fucked your mom ten times. Like in this match, I'm like, how how are you beating me and doing that? <laughs> how is this possible? People were creative, man. Honestly, and how they used to talk shit. People got really creative, and it just used to make me laugh at some point. You know, uh, some I remember there was one there's one kid. He said, um. <laughs> Get over there and get bleached, you dark animal. I was like, are you serious right now? <laughs> he just said bleached, you dark animal. That is just the oh most messed up thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh, just think People... about it. Our 16-year-old self just <laughs> listening, listening to this crazy shit, man, that's going on. There was, um, there was this one match in Rocket League that me and Alex were playing, right? And, like, we're making points left and right. And this dude, after the third point, he sends a message to Alex, and he's like, "You're a cum slut from Canada." And I'm like, "What? This dude? Did this dude just write this out? <laughs> Why from Canada? Why is he a cum? Sl- Why?" We eventually just we won the match, so it's okay. <laughs> he will forever be known as a cum slut from Canada, but it's okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, people were crazy, and you know what I also noticed too, man. These hmm. consoles and their Xbox Live support system, they're getting soft, bro. The amount of times I gotten banned from messaging people on <laughs> Xbox One is ridiculous. Those types <laughs> of things I would say on the 360, I would never get banned. I promise you that. I remember when I first got suspended. I don't even remember when Oh I yeah, suspension. Yep. <laughs> oh, just they would just steal our money. Legit, uh, bro. Like, we should get those days back. Bro, give my time. <laughs> wasted my fucking time because I said some kids sucked. What's wrong? Yeah, with that's what I'm saying. I remember when Vic got suspended, bro, for yeah. a certain amount of days on Xbox Live, and I was just like, wait a minute. What? Where did you say, Vic? And you were like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I told, like, some kid to, like, go to sleep or something. Damn. Get out of here. Suspended. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, was that's how... That's how I got suspended too, Vic. Remember, I yeah. said, "Mommy said it's time to yep. go to bed." <laughs> Damn, you can't be saying shit like that. What's wrong with you? Damn, baby, why would you say that? That's horrible. <laughs> you animal. <laughs> it's just the Xbox reporting system. I'm pretty sure you could just report someone once and they're getting suspended. Like they don't play around anymore, bro. You know the salt was real when somebody recorded their message. Waited for it to load up and then sent you their recordings from remember in 360. <laughs> like, waited a good maybe five minutes just to be like, All right, this bitch is gonna get it, and then you just hit send. It was nuts. 
I don't know if yeah, they still man. do that, but that was that was crazy. Sending voice messages to people. <laughs> like you have to sit in the in the quietness of your room and you have to be oh like Oh my god. You're a bitch, man. I can't I can't I, I, I swear to God, I can't when I see you. And then you gotta hit send and then be like, All right, I hope they reply. <laughs> oh my god, the nostalgia, bro. Oh god. Sending voice messages to people, that's crazy. That was so crazy. And remember when you used to be able to private chat someone? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, all right, I'm about to take this one-on-one. Let's go. <laughs> Send me your number, motherfucker. It's about to go down. Nah, I used to love when people used to invite them to your own um, party, to, like, their party. And oh, yeah. All the mad shit. It used to be bad, man. It used to be really bad. People were ruthless in the 360 days, man. Yeah, a lot of these kids, though, they don't even have mics anymore. So it's like... It's no fun. (laughs) Nobody wants to get yelled at like that. (laughs) And everyone's in parties. No one's in game lobbies anymore in game chat. No one. No. Nah. Usually people in game chat are the ones that are just like really close to the mic. Or they're just like, (laughs) there's some affinities. You hear a chihuahua in the background for some reason. Crazy. (laughs) That is so true, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> I loved video games in the 360 days, to be honest. And David. David. Yes. <laughs> yes. If you think about it, um, when you look back at those games of playing video, of those, not really days of playing video games, but, like, those times, more or less, those are, like, irreplaceable moments right honestly kind of like a picture like taking a photo with a polaroid camera like they're like irreplaceable moments like we'll always remember those moments of like uno playing marvel vs. capcom yeah zombies to like five or six o'clock in the morning like <sighs> fucking bathroom breaks like all right i gotta go take a piss leave a crawler <laughs> leave a crawler yeah that's right oh my god i forgot about that those were those were good, man. Yeah, they're all memories that we can look back about and laugh at, at how I'm stupid all... we were sometimes. We we will always remember like little connections, like as to what music was out at that time. You know, uh, ranging from what what the life was in terms of like sports. It's just easy connections of memories to go back to video games. It's like, and I think it's really cool. When you, like, smell a familiar smell or, like, or you, like, th- there's a certain food that you had before and it just brings back a certain memory. I feel like all the memories for video games is, is, is just like that. It's like you start remembering one thing and then it just branches out. Yeah, it's that nostalgia, man. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. And it's really, really prevalent right now, nostalgia. And you see it in movies and TV shows right now. Do you Do you think that, um, do you think a lot of companies or a lot of, like, a lot of people are like taking advantage of nostalgia of that factor of like oh of course making callbacks to like to the 90s and just like they just they, do you think they're in it for the money or do you think people are actually like really craving this nostalgia like they really miss it back then it's a mixture of both i think more or less it's the people that want it remember when netflix threatened to take out friends and oh, yeah. the people backlashed on that <laughs> And they had to sign a $100 million contract for just one year to keep friends on, bro. 
I think Netflix is definitely in the negative. They make a lot of money <laughs> off their subscriptions. But, man, to keep on these shows like The Office, Friends, it must cost a lot of money. Oh, honestly, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, Netflix is in debt. Yeah, and and not all those shows are a hit that they originally no. produce. Like, you'll have your Ozarks that's really good, Stranger Things, you know, all those good Marvel shows. But those are all coming off, like the Marvel shows, because Disney is having their own streaming service come November. And now Netflix is going to have that competition strictly with Disney because Disney just bought Hulu. Right. So it's definitely a mixture of both, I feel like. But I love nostalgia, in my opinion. I can watch Mulan fucking every day if you want me to, bro. (laughs) Bro, I've rewatched this, I don't know how many times. Sleepovers? I'm down for (laughs) Like, Lord of the Rings, the trilogy, bro. I watch that over and over and over again. Back to back to back. I don't I'm know surprised none of these that. streaming services have Harry Potter yet, bro. I would watch all seven movies in a day. Dude. I'd pay monthly just to have Harry Potter. <laughs> just be able to watch Harry Potter. Yeah, honestly. And Lord of the Rings. I'll pay 10 bucks a month. Somebody just make an app. Hit me up. Those I'm streaming services are the... Are the... <laughs> David is about to start his own business. Yeah. Primarily, Harry Potter. primarily tailored towards <laughs> Victor's opinions on movies. <laughs> no, but chick I... flicks, chick flicks. <laughs> you know, you feel me? I like chick flicks, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. I got you. You feel me? Good. good. That um, that actually brings up a good point. Uh, um, like you know how Spotify kind of um, shout out to Spotify. Please give us money. Um, <laughs> speaking of spotify that thing is taking forever for our podcast to get on man. damn <laughs> it's okay it's all love though but it's like you know how they tailor like daily mixes or like discover weeklies mm-hmm. to like your taste or yep. to your to what you're listening to i feel like if netflix hulu if any of those streaming services like really get into it like that kind of like with music i feel like a lot more people would pay whatever amount just to get kind of like what they want like you know jokingly how victor just wants to see well i mean we all want to see harry potter for ever but like just to see that just primarily for him I feel like david cool david content. that's a great point because once a streaming service can find out that algorithm mm-hmm. it's over they're gonna dominate forever because that's why youtube is so dominant yeah you look up something and then your home page, every single time you open up that YouTube app on your phone, is going to be tailored to what you search. Yeah. Every single time. Once they found out that, that algorithm, bro, that streaming service for movies is going to just dominate. And, like, they they kind of do it now when they're just, like, because you watched. Um, yeah. Because you watched. But that I feel yeah. like that the whole because you watched has nothing to do with what I want to watch. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> they actually do a, I don't know how you guys feel about it. It, it. They don't really do a good job of it. No, it's really not tailored. It's not Yeah. It's it's, it's like, a general I just watched uh I just watched Big Mouth. Oh, you want to watch No Country for Old Men? Okay. There you go. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, David. <laughs> oh, you watch Kung Fu Hustle? You're going to love uh you're going to love it. <laughs> no seriously that's what happened one time my brother watched the godfather for the first time 
on Netflix. And then the very next time he goes on Netflix, it says, because you watched The Godfather, they put up like Marlon Wayne's Scary Movie 2. I was just like, bro, you can't be serious right now. It's the same. It's the same. Come on. It's the complete same movie. <laughs> it's the same genre. Don't worry. We got you. Thanks, Netflix. Yeah, that's interesting. What do you think about music these days, David? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Do you feel like, especially nostalgia, um, do you feel like you can go back to a time where music was like that? Or do you feel like music is constantly adapting, which it is? But I know I just threw a lot of questions at you, but you can just answer whichever you want. Thanks. But um, as far as music goes, I like the ability to now enjoy to enjoy music now because back then i feel like a lot of the music that i listened to um was either primarily like just this one thing or this one type like mostly like rock not really into rap or like techno and not really into i don't know uh, i don't know like smooth jazz or something i don't know and it's like i feel like we need we need to be able to kind of have an open mentality of what what we listen to what kind of music is popular what we decide to make popular like for example old town road that fucking song i like that song i liked it before the billy ray cyrus remix i like i like it now it's just a dope song but the fact that so many people are just like yeah this is a dope song or no this isn't country we got to make it something else to just be able to adapt to please as many people as it needs to i feel like music is taking strides uh positive strides let's just say my bad i mean if you look at music like 10 years ago the only way your boy was getting music 10 years ago was freaking through limewire yeah so i think now it's just so easy to get it's the accessibility yes yeah it's so accessible like right now i can go on my apple music and i can listen to drake finesse and then next thing you know i'm switching it up and i'm listening to daniel caesar and I think, you know, just having that ability to do that. Having that few, freedom. And if you touching the freedom to do that, you know, it's not like we're restricted to, oh, where am I going to download this song from? You know, now we can just do it ASAP. Damn, shout out to LimeWire. Yeah, shout out, big shout out to LimeWire. What was the, um, what was the other one? Uh, Bear Share and um, oh. what was the Frost one? I think it was called FrostWire. I'm pretty Frostwire. sure. Oh, Frost. Yeah. I think that was, that was the one for movies. <laughs> Pirate Bay. Oh, that was the Pirate Bay. I'm sorry. Yeah. That Pirate was, wow. yeah, getting the illegal downloads, man. That was something crazy. But I think streaming services have really cracked down on the whole leaking thing. Because mm-hmm. we always waited for, oh, my God, is this thing going to leak for, like, a month in advance? Or is it going to leak a few weeks at, before? So I think streaming services and record labels are really patting down on the whole this thing is going to leak. Because I like the whole anticipation of New Music Fridays, you know? Mm-hmm. I, like, I strive my week on that. Once Thursday night comes, midnight, I want to listen to new, new music. Like, yeah, you want to see what's out there. Yeah. Especially 2018. 2018, well, I'm sorry, 2019 has been lacking in terms of summer tunes but as opposed to last year's or the year before that that's just it it only comes with time now now we have a bunch of other artists coming out to make their name for themselves and Mm. i guess it just creates a chance it's not 
Drake all over again or a Ray Schremer, a Sway Lee, a Post Malone. You know, it's giving chances to other individuals to shine up. But when I really want to listen to some Drake, man, I want to listen to some Drake. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to listen to some Drake. That's why. Like, like, I need some new heat, man. Like, just drop something, at least a song for me. Yeah, sorry, DJ Khaled. Your album didn't do it for me. Damn. It just didn't, man. It just didn't. (laughs) I find myself listening to the same exact music in rotation the past, like, month and a half, bro. And it's literally been music from 2013 or 2015. It's just random times of music. And I just find myself in rotation because I will always be a hip-hop head. will always love my hip-hop and and R&B. And I sometimes go into EDM and, and, um, and house music and whatnot. But mm. I started getting into country more. I started getting back into rock because I used to be a, a rock fan before, Hell yeah. along with hip hop. But um, I just find myself a lot, a lot of days just looking for new artists along the hip hop wave because no, I, I think musically, that. musically mm. for them right now, hip hop, it's not more or less about the artists right now. It's about what they're doing musically like beats in terms of like yeah not just like the producer because we know more producer names than artists sometimes Mm. which is sick because you go and say oh my god it's that beat oh it's that beat and a lot of people don't like that the old hip-hop heads you know they want lyrics they want this this and that but i think once there's you know because south southern rap is actually huge right now um with the trap music metro booming you know, take keys, mm. but I think everyone has their time, and that's just always how music has been. Though everyone has their time, and then the next here comes Big the next thing wave. Comes, yeah. <clears throat> oh man, you know what? I feel like that also goes for like movies too, because back then, like, sure, movies were what's what's the word? Um... I don't know. I don't feel like <sighs> new movies produced nowadays, like let's say like Netflix originals or like things on Hulu and Amazon. I feel like they're trying to break the barrier and try to become more like real, quote unquote, and more more crazy. Not like not like like shit you would expect. You get me? Uh, it, yeah. Like, um, what was I just watching? It wasn't even a movie. It was. It's a show. It's a show on Netflix. It's called. Uh, it's called Jailbirds, and it's like, it's an. It's another show, about like, these individuals in prison. But it's like it's so weird how there's an audience that just likes that kind of shit. You know, like like seeing what life is like in prison, or, or like seeing what's, what's uh, what's life in like, the ghetto or something like that. Like. Um, Wow, I can't remember. I can't believe I don't remember that show name. Is it on Netflix? No, no, no. It's it's like um, Gangland, like shit like that. Oh, like, oh, okay, gotcha. It's it's really, it's really cool, but it's really weird how people really not romanticize it, but love to think that they are a part of those worlds without actually being in those worlds. You, you get me? Like, yeah, um, no, I, I I totally get you, man. I feel like it, it. 
Oh man, it's it's tough to say. Like you're saying, it's hard to find the words to actually describe it. But I know what you're saying. Um, it really does depend on, I guess. This is just my opinion of what's going on in like today in society, and people like to try to connect to it. I don't know. It's just it's a weird wave for anything. I guess everything is really conditional when people start up these TV shows. Because there's a lot of TV shows that flop, so it's true. And then there's a lot of TV shows that that soar and just keep soaring. Like for example, Grey's Anatomy. How many seasons is that on already? Like thirteen, fourteen, something like that. Yeah, too much. Yeah, it's a lot. No, yeah. Do you feel like if there's too, as far as shows go, is too much of it a bad thing? Do you think? No, I think if they're able to to switch up the show enough and. They're able to switch up the storyline, that it's fine. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that, man. A lot of people are sad about Stranger Things Season 3 coming out. I'm just like, listen, bro, if they can consistently, you know, keep the story alive in different ways yeah. without ruining that whole 80s feel of Stranger Things, then they'll, they'll be golden. Yeah, that, that that's one of the biggest uh, things they got going for them, too, is that just that uh, again with the nostalgia, that feeling of the eighties. It's cool. Yeah, um, I don't know. Have you, have you seen Us yet, David? No, but I really want to. Yes. Now that I mean, movie, yeah. The director Jordan Peele, he really attests to what's going on in his in in his time. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. Um, have you seen Get Out? Yeah. Yeah. So he just really he establishes himself like what he wants to put as a plot and he connects it to real real world like issues mm-hmm. which is pretty cool i think what was i um like w- speaking on that um real life issues i think i saw a trailer for um black mirror for the new season yeah there's a new season like in uh, june 5th and honestly i don't know where it's going to lead i haven't watched the that movie special yet with the interactive one uh i'll get around to it at some point but yeah the interactive one is completely different than the than the new is season. it is it worth it is it Bander. worth to do um i don't think so for bandersnatcher i think it's an awesome concept because you know you can make your own yeah. story but it, it was okay to say the least <laughs> i know bear grills has a show like that now on netflix too yeah <laughs> yeah the future of TV is going to be interactive. So then we were talking point, about yeah. that um, with Tony, um, Vic, about technology in general. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> the future of it spot. is crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not afraid, per se, like, of, like, all the technolo- technological, <laughs> technological advances. But it, it, can be, it can be overwhelming, I should say like to think that at some point it is possible to just have like these little like contacts that record everything for you as opposed to like having your cell phone is the craziest shit but i feel like it's possible oh it's so possible so possible or like give it a few more years give it a few more years for those engineers and those people who can actually think for themselves yeah (laughs) you know like those people are doing the crazy things and providing a crazy technological future, especially those people at Apple, bro. 
You guys are wild. <laughs> Bro, I feel like with Apple, I feel like a lot of technology from the medical aspect of things is probably where we're going to start seeing really, really crazy shit. Like, well, like the craziest robotics where it's like, it's like cybernetics and augments and all that. I really feel like thanks to the medical field, that's where we're going to get like crazy, like robot limbs and shit. And I'm ready for it. I'm ready for that. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be wild. I, I personally can't wait for that either on how the things they can figure out what neurological signal from the brain triggers certain things in order for, yeah. you know, hands to move or, what you makes know, you sick. Yeah. What's yeah. inside of you and what's, what's actually like killing you. Yeah. Bro, it's the future is now. It's scary. It is scary. It's, it's the not... future. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> and when you talk about the whole medical aspect of tech, of technology, um, they do it in fair balance because they don't want to lose money. If you get what I mean. Yeah, no, I like, can see, yeah. Because you don't want to be behind. You know, there's certain cures to certain things, <clears throat> but they don't want to release it because they want to keep making Ooh, money. You're right, yeah. You know, and when does the balance of whole morality and doing the right ethical thing come in? It's sad, though, because I just saw that AOC was talking to one of the pharmaceutical drug company the president i think and how there's a drug i don't know the drug but in the united states it sells for two thousand dollars but in australia it only sells for eight dollars what yeah like that that difference just just explains to you how messed up the whole health system is in america yeah and a lot of people aren't insured david and you know, mm-hmm. if you know diabetics in your life, like type one, especially those people need their insulin. And if they're not insured, man, that insulin is so much money. Like so much money, I guess. And people don't understand that. Well, I can honestly say, like, truthfully, I wouldn't know how much it it is, but I never really thought of it since it didn't really um, affect me. But yeah, thinking about it like that, it's not necessarily the best way to think about it. But I, yeah, I never really thought about how much, how, I don't know, human beings need these necessities to live. And like, there's this paywall that doesn't let you live. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And that's when just morality comes in, David. You can't teach that at all. No, you 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 can't, can't. you can't teach someone to be a good person. You know, if money is in their best interest, then you can't really stop it. You could try, but yeah. It'll be like a one-way battle, I would I would assume. Yeah, and that's when the whole... And you see what Vickler is saying about the whole theme, about the whole politics thing. Mm-hmm. Everything tries to involve politics, and it just doesn't work. No. Like, people try to involve healthcare into politics, and it's sometimes it just doesn't work. It's its own, it's its own entity, man. And once you get that going on, then you have your right and left-wingers going at it. 24-7 and they're not even solving issues. No. They're just arguing whether or not they're wrong or right. Like, <laughs> it's bad. It's like, where does, uh, where do you see the change in that? Where do you see, like, where do you see the progress, you know? Because, like, sure, you could be right in the moment, but then what? what's the next thing you're thinking of? What's What's next after being right or wrong? Yeah. 
That's a really good aspect to actually think about. I actually never thought of it that way either. David Rios coming at you live That's with right. the facts right now. <laughs> with the cloth I'm talk. With the cloth talk. Thank you, David. May 18th, 2019, making a future in the world. Thank you, David, for joining us. I appreciate it. Anytime, anytime. I, I'm glad that you uh, had me on here. I really appreciate it. And really looking forward to hearing more from you and Vic. Because, again, I love you and my boys. And uh, all, love. all love. All love. Thank you, anyone who is tuning into this episode. We really do appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And thank you, guys. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next see time. See you on the next one. Take it easy, boys. Take Desert. it easy. The Goshen out. Uh, sad boy. Out of here. <laughs>